0: Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris.
2: Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitches. It's Friday. Let's do this. Winning cures everything. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And this is the Friday, May 22nd edition of the show. We got a whole lot of stuff to discuss today. But as always, before we get started winningcureseverything.com is the website. Go check it out. Make sure you are subscribed at all of the different locations for the live show. We're on Periscope. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Share the show out. Tell your friends about it. We would definitely appreciate that. Uh, You can jump in the chat. It is in the bottom left corner of your screen. We are a little bit early today. I would imagine we will have some people hopping in here momentarily, but you can always jump in there, get the chat in, do the damn thing, Uh, If you would, go subscribe to the podcast. Leave a nice review, five stars, all that wonderful stuff. Matt jumps in on YouTube already. He said, what's up? What's up, Matt? We, uh, We welcome any comments in. We would definitely appreciate it. We also welcome you to go down to Tunica. Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They bring you the show every day, and they are back open. Back open for business. The Horseshoe will be open on Monday. Everything else is already open. They got six incredible sports books. You can find more information on it over at tunicatravel.com. Ben jumps in. He said, hello. We got some people jumping in the chat right now. Make sure that you get your comment in. (sighs) Chris, how's your day, Ben?
1: Insane. I'm ready for this (laughs) day to be over with.
2: (laughs) I can understand. It's uh it's been a little crazy over here as well. We we have had a stomach bug that is just going back and forth. Between like my parents' house and our house, they've been helping watch the boy a little bit, you know, with as much it, it, you can't really social distance, I don't guess, but it, it hell, it's been two months, man I, we're <laughs> we're running out of options here, so uh if if I was going to get anything done, they had to watch the boy and uh and yeah, we, we do that, and of course, my mother gets that same stomach bug that I had to deal with last week that my wife had earlier this week. Uh, it's just a just a disaster, so yeah, it's a mess. I'm glad the week is over um and we will we will celebrate by watching sports a little bit this weekend. We'll uh we'll of course discuss that. We will start off the show with this though. Uh Jerry Sloan passed away. I believe last night or maybe early this morning. He was 78. Um you know, you you hate to hear something like this. He was a former Utah Jazz coach. He was a, a Hall of Fame coach. Just a, a incredible uh what he did with the Jazz was remarkable. You know, he, he did have two superstars, but they built that team uh, incredibly well. You know, it, Greg Popovich has always looked up to him, um, kind of built the same style. They played as a team, just yep. completely as a team. Um, he, they said he died of complications related to Parkinson's disease and Louis body dementia. Um, so it was not exactly the easiest way to go out. He he spent mm-hmm. 23 seasons with the Jazz. Um I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to ask, are we going to ever see anybody like this again? Because surely we will. But, I mean, he was as old school as it gets, right?
1: Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and, and Pop pop is the guy that I think of when I think of Sloan.
2: Yeah. Oh, 100%. And
1: it could, I mean, a lot of that could be the white hair, the stern face, you know, always, always serious, um, you know, kind of thing. I just, I don't know.
2: Um, He won 1,221 games in his career. That's the fourth highest in NBA history. Uh, Statement released by NBA Commissioner Adam Silver said, Jerry Sloan was among the NBA's most respected and admired legends after an all-star playing career in which his relentless style shaped the Chicago Bulls in their early years. He became one of the all-time greatest head coaches during 23 seasons with the Utah Jazz, the second longest tenure in league history. He was the first coach to win 1,000 games with the same organization, which came to embody the qualities that made Jerry a Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Famer: persistence, discipline, drive, and selflessness. Uh, he he had over forty years in the NBA. That is just remarkable. You know, he basketball was his life. True sure. so, is what it is. It's He's uh, really good at it. At, I hate that. Maybe I don't hate. I I hate that the last you know that anybody really saw him. Was on that Jordan documentary. Yeah, but, he
1: was. He was just in all of our lives and kind of the butt of the joke a little bit.
2: Yeah, and and then at the same time, I'm glad that he was at least brought to the forefront for a little bit before he passed away. Yeah, so
1: well, I, you know, my 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 opinion is losing to Jordan is not a knock on anybody's resume at all. Yeah, it's just it's just not.
2: No. There's a lot of
1: teams not. that didn't win championships that could have won championships that were great teams and great players and and it's absolutely not a knock on their on the resume at all.
2: No. No. They just,
1: just happened to be playing at the time in which the greatest player in the history of the world has ever played.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, six championships in 8 years um one and a half of which, you know, he didn't play. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh it it sucks, but uh but Sloan, I mean, he even if he wouldn't, if he, if he didn't win a championship, that's okay because he was as well respected as you could possibly get. I mean, yep. they ran into dynasties all the time with Carl Malone and John Stockton, who were great, but I don't know that anybody necessarily puts them in the same breath as Kobe and Michael Jordan, etc., Right? So, you know, I, they are definitely up there. They're definitely Hall of Famers, but there's just a a different level. Different level. All right, we'll get off of that. Let's move into some NFL talk here. I want to talk about the proposed NFL rule changes that am I crazy? I thought they were supposed to vote on this today.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. So,
2: all right. So, they they are proposing different rule changes and it's not a ton of them. Um but let me let me go on and bring up exactly what what these rule changes are. Um, club playing rules proposals. Philadelphia wanted to make permanent the expansion of automatic replay reviews to include scoring plays and turnovers negated by a foul in any successful or unsuccessful try attempt. That's not a whole lot different from what it already was, but in the past, if there was a penalty, they wouldn't go back and review. Now they want to. So we'll see if that passes. The crazy one that I'm excited about An alternative to the onside kick rule. Uh, Michael jumps in. He said, what's up, fellas? McKenna jumped in. Happy Friday, gents. Happy Friday, everybody. We want to hear your thoughts on these. Obviously, the NFL proposed rule changes. um, And it it may be voted on later this afternoon. I'm not sure yet. But uh, Philadelphia, the, the biggest one that is gaining the most steam that looks like it's actually going to pass, rather than an onside kick, the... The team who is trailing in the game gets an opportunity to maintain possession of the ball after scoring um, by doing basically a one-play 15 yards to go from their own 25-yard line. Now, I love this because onside kicks are just kind of crazy. There's no real way to... I mean, you can prepare all you want to, but it just depends on the bounce of the ball, right? Right? With this, if you're a team that is behind that has momentum and you got a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes or somebody along those lines that can really fling it, fourth and 15, like, you can make that. This is going to change a lot of outcomes, I think. Now, I'm sure that the percentage is probably about the same as an onside kick just because it's the, the look of the draw, the look of the bounce. What are your thoughts on this? I, I
1: like it. My question is, is, what do they have to be trailing? When the Saint, the one of the most famous onside kicks we ever have was the Saints coming out of halftime in, in the Super Bowl against the Colts.
2: It, true. They, weren't, they true. weren't trailing? That's a, that's a good question. It, Do what you it, have to be trailing? Can I, can I just go for it? Here's what it says. It says uh, it was proposed by Philadelphia to amend Rule 6, Section 1, Article 1 to provide an alternative to the onside kick. T- so I guess you can still onside kick if you want to. Um— it says, that would allow a team who is trailing in the game an opportunity to maintain possession of the ball after scoring. Fourth and 15 from the kicking team's 25-yard line. I I would imagine, see, that is a little crazy. You know, if, if you are, I mean, if you're up and you decide that you want to go for the onside kick slash right. the fourth and 15.
1: If, if you're Kansas City and your defense isn't great and your offense is electric, do you just do this every time?
2: I mean, I might, I might, Matt said, uh, so they get a Hail Mary or a ladder play. Like, I mean, it's only 15 yards. yards. You don't need a Hail Mary for 15 yards? If you're You're talking 25, 30 yards, but even then 25 yards, you can still run a route. Golly, no, man. Plays over
1: 20, over 15 yards are a a dime a dozen. And, and the success rate is going to be way higher than the onside kick rate. The onside kick rate success rate right now is nothing. It's nothing. We have 15-yard plays every day in the NFL. We'll have 100 of them every Sunday.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no you're right. Uh we got a new person in Bailoot 5667 jumps in said hello. Uh they're on Twitch. We appreciate you jumping in. Of course. Oh, Matt said, "Oh, I was confused on where they play the ball. They're playing it on the 25 on their own 25-yard line and they got to make 15 yard yards." Line. And so yeah. that's that's it. Um I, I kinda like it. I think it'd be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it's you know? it's fun. I'm I'm curious do you have to be trailing to do that?
2: I mean it's And then it is there like a certain
1: point in the game where you have to be trailing? So if you kick off and, you know, let's say the other team gets a touchdown, you get your drive, you kick a field goal, can you do this now immediately because you're down by four? I mean the game just started, but let's just go ahead and do it.
2: I, I think so. I think a lot of a lot of coaches would not just because I mean, you got to do it from your own 25-yard line. That's right. You don't a get lot it, of coaches
1: yeah. would not, but then a lot of coaches would. Yeah. I mean, back in the day when the Patriots were an unbelievable offense and a mediocre defense, Bill Belichick went for fourth down on his own, like, 20-something-yard line because he knew if Peyton gets the ball back, it's over. But if I get this first down, we kneel it and we go home, we take a win.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: you're right. I, I think more coaches will do it more than you think. Yeah. I I, I just want to know, I, are I agree they with you. only allowed to do it See, he wouldn't have been able to do something like that
2: because if he's they trailing, had the lead. Yeah. If he's got the lead, yeah. It it says uh, a trailing team. So, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, they can, they can change these things up if they need to, but I, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what they're going to do or if they'll even pass it. But if they do pass it, uh, that would make things a lot more interesting. I'd, I'd love yeah. to see that as opposed to an onside kick. So uh, The other three were won uh, by Miami. It said to provide the option to the defense for the game clock to start on the referee's signal if the defense declines an offensive penalty that occurs late in either half. Uh, the second one, Baltimore and the Chargers both want to add a booth umpire as an eighth-game official to the officiating crew. And Baltimore and the Chargers also want to add a senior technology advisor to the referee to assist the officiating crew. Uh, basically we don't like the referees we we think we need some more we need more eyes on the field yeah. so um, i'm okay
1: with anything to help the referees be better at their job and and i like miami's rule as well if you're a defensive, if you're on defense and you've got a lead i don't like the idea that the offense can commit an offensive penalty and the clock just to stop for them is it like is they'll it, give up yards but they won't give up time you don't have the 10 second runoff until you're under 2 minutes but there's a plenty of times where before two minutes, the other team's trying to come back, and those seconds are worth far more than the yards. I mean, offsides is five yards. They can get five yards
2: back quick. They can't get three seconds back. I'm curious if like the the big one that I'm that I wonder about is, you know, in the the Titans Patriots playoff game. Yeah. Right? It that wouldn't exactly be the same situation. Um I don't know. Well, okay, it says it would provide the option to the defense for the game clock to start. So the clock can either stop or start.
1: No, what happened in the uh, Patriots-Titans game is completely different than this. That's That's a totally different rule that has nothing to do with this. This is right now, if you jump off sides and it's four minutes left to go in the game and the clock is running and you jump off sides, then the clock stops. They reset the ball. They position the ball. They replay the ball. The other team can take their whatever time getting up to the line of scrimmage, re-going to the huddle, all this other stuff, and the clock doesn't stop until you snap the ball. What he's saying is we would like the defense – the offense benefited from the false start or the hold or whatever it was. Right, right. They benefited from the penalty.
2: Right, and I, I I do understand where you're coming from. They don't the want reason- the
1: offense to be able to benefit from their penalty. They would like to be able to say, I want that clock running.
2: Isn't that exactly what the Titans? No, the Titans and them did the
1: clock was running. The clock yes, was. that's, that's running. what
2: I'm saying. But had had the Patriots had the opportunity to stop the clock rather than waste a timeout, I think they probably would have taken that. So I think this would uh, help affect that.
1: I don't know that's what they were asking in the rule,
2: though. I didn't well, think a, that's... Here, let me, let me reread it. Uh, it read says, the rule. Uh, by Miami, um, to provide the option to the defense for the game clock to start on the referee signal if the defense declines an offensive penalty that occurs late in either half. So, if they decline... But he's wanting
1: the clock to start. In the Patriots game, the well, clock no, no, no. was it's, started it, and was running.
2: It, it's saying that the defense would have an option. So, it <laughs> says the option to the defense. So the, yes, that's so the what I'm saying. He wants
1: the, the option for it to start. Not right. the option for it to stop. That's not what he said. I don't know. I don't know if those are
2: the same thing. Well, no, because the what I'm saying is it already starts. Like, uh, depending upon the penalty and when it is in the game, the it already starts. So, like, the Titans took three penalties on themselves. Now, one of it is because the the Patriots jumped off sides, right? But they yes. ran off, like, two and a half minutes o'clock yes. on the same play before a punt. Like, That's where, and and it's funny that it was Miami that brought this up, but, yeah, I don't think Well, the
1: Patriots did it to somebody last year, which is what taught the Titans how to do this. Yeah,
2: yeah, 100%. 100%. So, yeah, the biggest one out of this is the onside kick play. um, Basically, fourth and 15 from your own 25. I'm curious to see if it will pass. Um, I'm good with all of these rules, by the
1: way. I don't think there's a single rule that's not realistic or not reasonable at all. Like okay. I don't think the offense should be able to benefit from making a a, a mistake on the offense. Yes, like I, agree. I think the defense should have the right to say what they want to happen. You know, you can't you can't benefit that team for it. Um, you know, and and all the extra officials and stuff like that. I'm I'm hundred percent for all those. There's uh, anything there's, to get the
2: the game better. There's two more that I didn't see the competition committee rules proposals. The other ones were from clubs, right, Philly. Miami, Baltimore, the Chargers, etc. Uh, the competition committee uh, stated these: one was to expand defenseless player protection to a kickoff or punt returner who is in possession of the ball but who has not had time to avoid or ward off the impending contact of an opponent. So, is this kind of the halo rule? Like that was that was no? Put in they in already have that.
1: They're talking about like if you don't call fair catch, I guess you can't you can't knock the guy out if he didn't call fair catch.
2: Seems kind of kind of ridiculous. No, I don't know, no, that I don't that know about that
1: one. I need I need to understand I need to see a circumstance in which they're talking about to explain that
2: one to me. Here is the one that we were just talking about. Um to prevent teams from manipulating the game clock by committing multiple dead ball fouls while the clock is running.
1: Yeah. Well, the no. the Miami one, if that's if they have the right to start it or stop it, the the defense should just have the choice of saying we get to control the clock if they're the ones that made the mistake.
2: Yes, and I like that idea. I think I like Miami's version as opposed to the other one. I mean, all it says is prevent teams from like prevent them how. Like it doesn't it doesn't say stop or start or anything like that. It just it just well, says this you way is it.
1: a lot more clear because you can this way just says what you say the the Miami way the way mm-hmm. it is worded says nothing about stopping the clock. True, nothing about it. So that's why I thought they were talking about times when you have a, a dead ball foul and it stops the clock. Because not all fouls stop the clock. And and Miami says, hey, I want to be able to run. I want that clock to run.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. So, I'm with you. Okay. I, I get what you're saying.
1: Either one of them are fine. I, it, the offense shouldn't be able to benefit. You shouldn't be able to benefit from one of your penalties.
2: I'm. Uh, it's supposed uh, to be a negative thing. This It makes sense to me. I, I'm understanding what you're saying now. I understand what you're saying. Uh, Lane Sapp Gaming said, what's going on? He jumps in on YouTube. Uh, Michael said, only thing I'd like is if both teams have the option for fourth and 15, maybe someone like Kansas City wants to put the dagger in on a team. Yeah, kind of like what you were saying. Like, it, if you're ahead, yeah. do you want I don't,
1: not I don't think you should be penalized. I think it should be, if it's going to be a rule, you don't have to be behind. I think this is an alternative for onside kicks. That's it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right, let's jump into the next topic here. You and I pride ourselves on, you know, wanting a, a voice for the actual football players, right, in college. That's that's what we like to discuss on here. We believe that they should be able to transfer, they should be able to do whatever they want to do, etc., get paid, get what all that stuff, right? So, very interesting article in The Athletic by David Ubin and several other writers they surveyed 45 college football players uh, discussing whether or not they want to come back and play this season, right? And that's that's the biggest thing. We've discussed it from coaches to athletic directors to school presidents to health officials, et cetera. And nobody has bothered to ask the players if they want to come back and play. You know, Blake Snell, we discussed that with Major League Baseball. He didn't want to, right? He, he said, I, look, I got a contract. I'm either getting paid my contract or I'm not playing. And it is what it is. So, college football players, however, on a scale of one to five, how worried are you about being infected with coronavirus if you are asked to report back to school and the team this summer? From one being extremely worried to five, not worried at all. We had 18 fives, 18 fours. Now, that's 36 out of 45 right there. Seven that were completely neutral on it. Two that voted number two that are kind of worried, and then zero that were extremely worried. So there's not a single college player that they interviewed. Uh, this anonymously. is a
1: really small sample size, though.
2: It is. There it are
1: 13,000 college football players.
2: Yeah, you got 100 I mean, Brown, kids yeah. on 130 teams. Yeah, and they they took
1: 45 and they got of 45 them. 45 of them. This is why nobody's talked to the players. Because there's no way for the players to speak as one. True. Because I mean, there's, there's just too, too many. damn many of
2: them. Yeah, there's too and many, and they're of them.
1: spread out all over the world.
2: Um, on a scale of one to five, how comfortable would you be with playing in front of a full stadium or limited capacity stadium this season? Uh, Twenty-seven said very comfortable. Uh, one person said uh, voted two, which was kind of worried. Everybody else was a, a three or a four on that. So basically. Everybody's fine with whatever, if they have fans, if they don't, whatever. Um, a lot of people, I mean, it's completely split on is it unsafe for fans to attend the games. So a lot more kids are worried about their families being in attendance as opposed to uh, whether or not they are playing. 24 would prefer a delay over 21 that want to go on and play um, with fans in the stands. So I, I think the biggest thing here is um, the kids don't really seem to care about it. They just want to come back and play. I' found that kind of odd, and yeah, it's a, a small sample size. Uh Matt jumps in said some of the college girls they hook up with have stuff way worse than the Rona. Matt, I swear to God.
1: <laughs> he's not wrong.
2: <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. He's not. Um yeah, no I'd, I I found it interesting that this was what came out of these 45 guys. There are multiple players from G five, P five, and they got several players. Uh, several, they got two players from uh, from FCS schools. So they tried to make it kind of varied as as best they could with what they had. Obviously, um, I just don't know how you only get forty five people. Like, come I, if on. you're asking like six or seven questions, you should be able to ask a lot of people, especially if you're giving them no anonymity.
1: no doubt. You're the athletic. You're a Big organization that has a monster reach across this country.
2: I mean, you can find a lot of these kids on Twitter, on Facebook, yep. etc., and just send yep. them the questions. No doubt. I mean, good no gracious. doubt
1: whatsoever.
2: Tommy Jarvis jumped in, and said, "I'm ready for some parlays." Yeah, me and you both, brother. So, <laughs> now, I,
1: both. but this doesn't surprise me. I think if they were to ask, you know, 500 kids, I think the ratios are going to be close to this. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think they're, they're like it's kind of one of those things where we don't ask the kids questions we already know the answers to yeah you know
2: it, it's it's like, nice to get I, their like voice it, but and
1: here's the other thing I'm gonna tell you this if anybody was a one I don't know that they'd tell you agreed I, how many of those twos if those you've got two twos what if they're both ones but they're just afraid to be that I mean because if any time gets leaked out who said what now you're going to be criticized and ostracized by your teammates.
2: And that's a very good point. So you can you can claim anonymity all you want to, but uh, if it comes out that it was actually you that said, "Hey, I'm extremely worried about this, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean the, the biggest surprise to me was that the players were more in favor of delaying the season. They just based, want to play
1: in front of fans, because yeah. Based of the upon fun
2: fans, yeah. Based upon whether or not fans would be able to but attend. That tonight. has
1: nothing to do. That's just. That's just. It's just boring.
2: Yeah, I mean, you it, you're, you're playing I mean, in an empty stadium, like it. You, you they do practice that for every
1: day in front of nobody. Yeah. They'd like to play in front of you know fifty thousand people.
2: I mean, it's like like you and I right now. I mean, we're we're doing this. There's going to be about a thousand people that see this. Um, you know, it's. Yeah, we're not sitting directly in front of people, and it kind of changes things. I think we would be doing this differently if there was 1,000 people sitting in front of us. Right now, we're just talking into a camera. It's it's a little different, right? So, yeah, I can understand why they would want to play in front of fans. Uh, I think, I mean, that might have something to do with why colleges are... I take that back. It's all money. They, they just want fans in the stands for money. I know. Um, but, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Let's, uh, let's move on from there. Let's talk some NFL. The Cleveland Browns are auctioning a chance to script plays in a preseason game. Larry David famously came out and said that he thinks that he would be a fantastic offensive coordinator, right? And everybody kind of laughed at it and whatever. Look, Larry David can come out now, and he can bid on a chance to script 15 plays. Is that right? Yep. Tell me your thoughts on this, because I know you want to get in on those actions.
1: So, yeah, so so there's there's two. It's for the all-in challenge that Fanatics is putting on for the COVID people and, and all the different charities for that. And uh, so the Browns have done this for two different people, okay? One, they're doing an auction, which means you got the most money, you want to pay for it, you're going to win it, all right? The other one's the sweepstakes kind, which I like to do because you can throw <laughs> $20, 50 $100, whatever you want towards a donation. You get so many raffle tickets, basically. And and you might win it, and and I'm going to do that, because I I would like to script 15 plays for the Browns this year, or maybe it's not this year. I don't know.
2: You know, whenever whenever it works they, out. They said it's in preseason games. I would imagine that means oh. that they they fully believe that they are going to have preseason games this year. So, I mean, cheers to it. Cheers. The to whole it. purpose
1: of wanting to do it was I was going to script 15 plays with Case Keenum as the quarterback <laughs> instead of Baker Mayfield, and try to convince. Stefanski to understand Case is a better quarterback. And if I give you a drive where he's really good and my dumbass is calling plays, and then you, who are an expert, get Baker, I'd like to see whose 15 plays do better.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, would I, love need to see to, I need it to count. I need it to matter. Let's see. Michael said, is Baker allowed to bid on this? <laughs> How funny would that be? Like, if, if he came in and was like, all right, I'm going to call my own 15 plays.
1: That's fine. That's great. All the more reason for him to look like a moron and give him fuel to cut him in two years.
2: <laughs> well, you really do hate uh, baby. No, bacon.
1: I just – he talks so much shit. And then you yeah. just lay the egg of your life last year. You had the opportunity – yeah. I mean, it's one thing to look at Sam Darnold and Josh Allen and these other Josh Rosen. Look at the look at the help that they've had. Look at the teammates that they've had. Look at the teams they play for. Oh yeah. And look what they're trying to do with that kind of talent. And you're given this unbelievable offensive machine. And
2: and you and can't make you something from it. That's what you came up with. Michael, uh, Michael wanted to ask you a question. He said, Are the Browns trying to build in excuses for their terrible season already? No,
1: they're not gonna have a terrible season. <laughs> Stefanski is a grown up, yep. and he brought in Case for a reason. I guarantee you, if Baker starts out the way he started last year, Baker will sit down and yep. he will go to Stefanski. We will not throw away a season again.
2: No, I agree. I agree with you. I, I, you know, I like to agree with you. I really do on this one. Um, I think you're right. I mean, I, the, the Case Keenum is proven. Hope,
1: I hope Baker is the man. I hope he comes out. He's been working his ass off, and he plays great. I hope that's what happens. He is because still the he's got a much higher guy. ceiling than Case ever does. Yeah, but remember, Case took the Vikings all the way to the NFC Championship game. Okay,
2: yes, he the most best certainly did. playoff
1: run they ever had was under Case Keenum I mean, with they,
2: Stavansky calling those plays. The Minneapolis Miracle. I mean, that's that's the way it goes. Uh, so, all right, let's close out the show on this one. It's a, a shorter show today because I got things I got to do. So it uh, it is what it is, let's dive in. The match is this weekend. Tiger and Peyton against Phil and Tom Brady starts on Sunday, right? Or I guess it is on Sunday. It it Um, is on Sunday. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't start. This ain't no three-day thing. Um, What what are your thoughts here? The odds right now, Tiger favored, or Tiger and, and Peyton favored at minus 200 and Phil and Tom at plus 160. Now, it, it was plus 140 for Phil yeah. and Tom before. Uh, I I mean, Phil won this thing before. Like, he won it 18 months ago. Yes. Um, now, this is in Tiger's backyard. It, so. doesn't,
1: uh, it At the end of the day, Tiger and Peyton are the two better players, and it's not close. Like, yes, Phil beat him head-to-head, head, and that's kind of the thing about golf. But all day, Tiger is still the better player.
2: But right? Tiger Tiger was having medical issues and whatnot not that long ago. I mean that's Tiger's fine. <laughs> if he wasn't fine, he wouldn't be doing this, right?
1: Tiger's fine. You're not yeah, you're not doing something like this for fun if you're not a hundred percent. You're just not. Like that's ridiculous.
2: If if the odds stay the same, it, it who would you end up putting money on? I if, want to if bet on I'm going to
1: bet on Phil and Tom. And, and Tom. What are you talking about? That's my that's thought
2: process. Close. McKinnon jumped in and said Tiger and Peyton all day. Uh, well, yeah,
1: they're the better players. What is Peyton Manning doing right now? Peyton Manning is playing golf every day of his life. What is Tom doing every day? He's trying to win number seven.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: All right? There's a big difference about what these two guys have been working on. Okay? 100%. If Tom outplays Peyton <laughs> – it's a damn embarrassment. But once again, this is the Peyton Manning move, though, right? He's going to play Tom. He's going to have the Hall of Fame. He's going to have the better talent all day long. He's going to have all the advantages. He gets and James. He gets Reggie Wayne. He gets Marvin Harrison. We're going to throw Tom Brady, Danny Amendola, and, and, and some white guys are running back, and, and Tom's going to beat the hell out of him. In this his is own what house. Happens.
2: In his own house in Florida. Now the, the the talking leading up to this has been fantastic. Like if yeah. I could just get Peyton Manning no. uh on video I, talking shit about Tom Brady. I have well, said I,
1: it. I have <laughs> said it for 15 years. I, I couldn't wait for Eli to retire. If I had the pull, if I had the influence in Hollywood, I would have a Manning sitcom. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. Archie, Cooper, the lot of them. Because <laughs> they're great on TV. They're great on TV. Yeah. No, I agree. They're they're not just good. They're outstanding.
2: Matt Miller wants to jump in, said Peyton Manning, three and one in AFC championship games. Don't act like Brady had way better defensive players up until 2015.
1: Uh. (laughs) Uh, He did have, their defenses were pretty equal by the way.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they certainly were. Uh, Michael said, I wish Manning was with Phil. I like Phil more than Tiger, but I can't cheer for Brady. Um, And Matt said against Brady. So, you know, I, look, I look at it this way. Phil won the last one. Uh, yeah, I, I know that Peyton has been playing golf and whatnot, but plus one sixty odds. I mean, this is kind of like a, a UFC fight between two. Yeah, it's just equal, you just take the
1: dog. Yeah, you just, just take, take the plus money.
2: You know, I mean, you you ain't got to lay that much to to make a. And also.
1: Tom and and Peyton aren't going to have a lot. If you watch the last skins match, foursome, listen, it was Rory and Ricky, and the other two jamokes were just standing there holding their dicks, okay? Dustin Johnson hit, like, three good shots the entire day. Wolf didn't show up at all until the very end. So, I mean, it was the Rory and Ricky show. This is going to be the film. If Tom or Peyton have anything to do with the outcome of this, it's a damn shame on the other two.
2: It 100% right? is. I, I'm i looking forward to the banter back and forth. Yes. Um, that's, Peyton is that's, going
1: to be hilarious. It's always oh, going yes. to be hilarious. That, they're really, really funny guys. Like oh, they're yeah. um, Peyton's place where they go to Phil Nance's joint. It like it, it Jim Nance's joint. Like it's unbelievable. They're really, really funny together. They really
2: are. That's it. Yeah, Matt said no one is watching this for the golf. Uh, if no. so, or if there's no trash talking, this will be terrible, like the last one.
1: No, yeah. this the, the reason I think you bring these two guys in is because there's going to be trash talking. Yes,
2: that's a, because Feel, you're not going to get a lot. trash talker. Yeah, like Tiger is not when he's on camera. Not
1: with, Tiger's the only one that doesn't have the great personality. He's yeah. got a good personality, but,
2: but now you pair him with friends. you pair him with Peyton Manning though. Yeah. Like just let Manning do the talking.
1: That's right. You it's let Manning great. do the talking, you do the golf, and that's it.
2: That's <laughs> Michael it. said, uh Michael said Tiger and Brady team would have made more sense. Tiger is more like Brady, Phil is more like Manning. Well, I think a hundred percent that, that would have made out. sense.
1: But this Tiger, makes sense for T V. Tiger and Peyton have played together a lot in a ton of pro ams throughout the years and and they they're pretty tight. They're pretty good buds. And so I think it was just a thing where, you know. I think Peyton said, "Hey, I think I can get Tom to do this because he's trying to get Tom to do this in the middle of Tom working out and yeah. trying to get you know."
2: I mean, all this—he's got him for, for a day. Like, I don't—I don't think it's that bad. Like, it, that's
1: right. Know. But if he's gonna go on national TV and play golf, you think he's just not practicing and not getting ready for this? Oh,
2: I'm, I'm sure he has been. I'm sure he has been. I, I'll tell you this: if if Brady outplays Manning in a game of golf right now. Uh, it, it will be relentless. Well, that's
1: and it should oh. be because one guy plays every day because he's doing nothing else,
2: and the other one is practicing for a season.
1: And the other day, the other guy's got a job. The other guy's w- working
2: for a living. Uh, Matt said Brady will threaten to kiss him on the lips. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Michael said, "I really hope they just play the audio and don't talk over the players' conversations." Um, this is on what TNT? Is that right? Yeah, it's on TNT. So they're they're gonna have to. They're probably going to have a delay. They'll have to bleep some of the stuff because they, No,
1: they won't have any... I don't think they'll have a delay. I think they'll be fine. All these guys know it's on TV. They all, they all know they're mic'd up. I think they'll all be well-behaved.
2: I they're think, professionals. They're tig- all professionals. Tiger's the one that you kind of have to worry about. I mean, remember... No, you
1: don't. Tiger has been selling shit forever. He knows how to... T- he, he knows when he's in a casino and he, when he's not. Oh, hey. I didn't
2: know this. Uh, all right, so we said I'd love to see Favre in one of these. That dude is the king of trash talk. Uh, Matt Miller said Charles is announcing, too. Do you know Barkley was going to be on this? I didn't know Barkley was going to be a part of it. That's going to be fantastic. Oh my They gosh. should
1: let Barkley play. They should have gotten <laughs> another guy that's just god-awful. <laughs> they should have just made this two foursomes. It would have been incredible.
2: Oh, that would have been really good. Here's what they should do
1: is they should. This is the penalty. You get to pick a hole where the other team gets to call when Barkley gets to hit a shot for the other team. <laughs>
2: Wait, that's, like, that's what they, they should the, do. The loser of the front nine has to let Barkley take a shot.
1: <laughs> no, like like at any point in time in in the course, you get to say, "I want Barkley to take this shot for you." So when Tiger's going to drive on a par three, for instance, you know that's one where if you hit it in the water, you know you can get two, three extra strokes on somebody pretty quick, <laughs> and you just say, "All right, uh, 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 Chuck, you're taking this drive."
2: Yeah, I, I like that idea. I like. I that think idea. that would be incredible. Oh, that'd be so much fun. Michael said the tailor made match play had uh, broadcasters talking over player conversations. Uh, this. Oh, here we go. Matt Miller said Barkley, Kenny, Peyton, Ernie versus Brady, Phil, Shaq, and KG. I could get I down know, with that. I would,
1: have you? Has, have, do we have any footage of Shaquille O'Neal swinging the golf club?
2: Yeah, it's. it's what not does great. that
1: look like?
2: Well, one, the golf clubs are massive, like just gigantic. Um, but yeah, it's it's it ain't good. I mean, he's still even with as big as his golf clubs are. He's still got to bend way, way over. Oh
1: no, that is not natural. I I kind of want to see that.
2: <laughs> I'd watch Charles
1: and Shaq. I don't need Kenny for this. I'm <laughs> I'll just Charles and Shaq.
2: I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Oh my
1: god, I I just want to see Shaquille O'Neal swing a golf club. I, I'm gonna
2: have to YouTube that in a minute. Oh, it's it, it's pretty unreal. It's I I remember seeing it on Twitter, so I'm I'm sure it's got to be on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, I would I would love to see that. But either way. What we got is uh, is Tiger and Peyton and Phil and Tom Brady, and I can't wait. Really, like Sunday is going to be an easy day. Nobody's really yep. working on Monday. We got Memorial Day. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Michael said, "Great show, fellas. Have a good weekend." Absolutely. We hope everybody has a good weekend. There's uh, there's no, there's nothing else going on right now, right? You hadn't seen anything break.
1: No the the only the only breaking news was Joe Flacco got picked up by the Jets for four and a half million dollars. That is interesting. Um, I mean, I, it, he's not going to take Sam's job.
2: Well, no, he's definitely not doing that. But, you know, I, I guess they did need a backup. Like, Geno Smith got picked up by uh, the Seahawks a couple of days ago. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I'm good with that. Let's go ahead and get out of here. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you, as always, for jumping in the chat. Uh, Matt closed us out here. He said, chat can stick his arm out and drop the ball halfway down the fairway. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And McKinnon said that's got to be one long-ass golf club. Yes, it most certainly does. You guys are wonderful. Share the show out. Tell your friends about it. We uh we can't thank you enough. We will be back. Uh Chris, we taking off on Monday.
1: Yes, I'm gonna be inigrated. i right, not appropriate to, to be on mic.
2: What what are you laughing at? What did you just see?
1: I just watched some clip of Shaq <laughs> swinging at a ball.
2: <laughs> oh God.
1: This so good. Yeah, so He just whiffs. He yeah. misses it by, like, six inches.
2: It's pretty fantastic, I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. God All right, share the show out. Make sure you are subscribed. Leave a nice review over at Apple Podcasts. Make it five stars. We would definitely appreciate that. If you got any questions, of course, for us to answer on the air, you can do that over at Apple Podcasts as long as you leave a five-star review. We appreciate you guys. Uh, we are taking off on Monday, so we will be back on Tuesday. Uh, until then take care of yourselves take care of each other and we'll see you next week thanks for checking out winning cures everything if you want to keep up with us hit subscribe on youtube or your favorite podcast app visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on facebook or follow us at winning cures at gary wce or at chris b giannini on twitter share out the show leave a nice review and make sure to comment and tweet at us